Hi everyone, this is Joanne, Joanne LaRock. This is and this is my first podcast ever. <laughs> I uh would just like to do a bit of an introduction and then outline sort of what I'd like to be following with my podcasts. So again, uh brief introduction, Joanne LaRock. I was uh born Joanne Baudray and uh I am the eldest daughter for my parents, Richard and Sue Baudry. I have five younger brothers, and I've been married twice. This is my second marriage. Uh, we have six children all together. I was Joanne Harvey for many years, and now Joanne LaRock. And with our six children, Robert, Renee, Danielle, Brent, Jessica, Chanel, we have a total of 12 grandchildren and three great-grandchildren. So it's a large family. Uh, my husband is musically inclined, so he plays a lot of uh, country music and and 50s, 60s classics, uh, rock and roll. So when we get together, there's a lot of parties and uh, sing-alongs and lots of hoopla. So we have a lot of fun. Uh, I was born in in the late 50s, and uh, so thankfully with that, I was able to experience a lot of uh, historical changes that I was glad to be a part of. The hippie revolution, uh, seeing the Beatles the first time on the Ed Sullivan show, Rolling Stones, uh, haircuts, uh, like the 50s or like the 70s, bell-bottom pants and all of that, fringe tops, uh, hippie headbands. I even had one uh, in the 70s. So it's kind of cool to be a part of that. Yet when I was uh, six years old, five actually, turning six, I uh, lived with my great, my grandparents Raphael and Lynn Millette in a small a home. Well, it's not too small. Home in Goward, which is north of Tomogamy, Ontario. I lived with them for a year to go to a one-room schoolhouse in Goward. And that's where I achieved my grade one. And the reason why I lived with my grandparents, which I thoroughly enjoyed, they were so doting and loving and kind and sweet. Uh, was because where my parents lived, near Haleberry, it was a small little community, Matabichuan they called it, uh, on the Matabichuan River near Haleberry, because my father was an operator for Ontario Hydro. So with his position uh, with Ontario Hydro, he would be in charge of regulating the flow of electricity to um, through Canada, Ontario, of course, and to the northern parts of the states. So there wasn't any school there, uh, and that's why I lived with my grandparents for a year. So uh, after that, uh, with my parents, uh, my father uh, he transferred and received another job near Cochrane, Ontario, which is northern Ontario, and in a little farming community called Hunta, 
but we would take the bus from Hunta to Cochrane, and that's where I received my grade uh, two, three, four. And then my father received another transfer with Ontario Hydro. We moved further north to a little community called Abitibi Canyon, which is 100 miles south of Moosonee, which is on the James Bay, Hudson Bay area and uh, part of the Arctic Ocean. And we lived in Abitibi Canyon, which is also called Fraserdale. There's a small little train outlet station there called Fraserdale. And about three miles north, there's, is, was, there was a hydro community of about 85 homes called Abitibi Canyon. And I, we lived there till we moved to a little town in Greater Sudbury called Hanmer. So we moved in 1973 to Hanmer. But getting back to Abitibi Canyon, we lived there for about seven years, and it was great in the middle of the bush, but Ontario Hydro built this multi-million dollar recreational facility, and that's where me, being an athlete at the time, learned to figure skate, uh, competitive swim, I did every sport you can imagine, running, uh, curling, <laughs> and my parents were avid curlers. So we had a big uh, gymnasium there, a library, bowling alley. So I did a lot of sports, and I loved every minute of it. And in the gymnasium, we would have teen dances, or in the curling room area, we would have teen dances. So, and at one point I was the president of the teen club. There might have been 45 teenagers. But anyway, it was it was really a great place to grow up. And in the summer, we had um, baseball diamond. And so we played a lot of baseball. And I really, really enjoyed my time there. My first boyfriend uh, was there who I love deeply, and when we moved from Abitibi Canyon to Hanmer in 1973, I, I cried for miles and miles and miles. Uh, but anyway, uh, and I made a lot of good friends, lifelong childhood friends that I'm still friends with to this day. Uh, Facebook was a great way for us to communicate and reconnect, which was amazing, which I love. And I still am friends with uh, these people that I have known since I was a, just a young kid and I treasure my friends and then well, when we moved to Hanmer which is a little town outside of Sudbury, Ontario uh, which again is considered northern Ontario but there is the further north <laughs> as where I lived before I went to a high school there, Confederation High School, and I met my my future husband and Daniel Harvey, and he went off to Canada College to study broadcasting, and I worked in Sudbury. I had my own little apartment, and we got married, and then with his radio career, we moved all over the place. We moved to St. John, New Brunswick. We moved to Ottawa, North Bay. Sudbury, back to Ottawa, and 
uh, in between all of that, I developed thyroid cancer. I was 24 years old. And a little scary, for sure. But when I had cancer, I was told that I was pregnant. And this is with my son. And I, I had the surgery. They removed the tumor and my thyroid gland. And they wanted to do radio iodide treatments afterwards, which they said would destroy the fetus. And I really wanted this baby. And so I said no to the treatment. I'll wait till after my son is born. And about seven months later, yeah, seven months later, I had my son, Brent. And it was shortly after that we moved away to Ottawa and our marriage fell apart. I moved back to Sudbury. My parents were still in Hanmer. I raised my son here as a single uh, woman raising my son. I had different jobs. And then uh, I met, I had a fiance in between that. Uh, it didn't work out. Uh, it was a very violent situation and I never experienced that before in my life. But I left him uh, with my son and I and he went to jail, this person that was uh, very abusive, which I didn't know when I was dating him. And uh, it was a scary time because I wasn't sure. Like I thought, well, maybe I was cooking the spaghetti too long or or it was just a kind of a terrible time in my life and for my son. And uh, But after I left, it was two years with this person who was my fiance, then eventually I, I met my current husband, Mike LaRock, and I wasn't interested in meeting anyone after that other episode. And uh, my friend Debbie Young said, come with me, uh, you know, we'll, this will be good for us. It was uh, called a group, New Beginnings. And at the time it was at the Catholic Center. And I said, no, I didn't want to go because, you know, the last time I went there after my first marriage ended, everybody was crying and it was so depressing. I didn't want to go back. But my friend Debbie convinced me to go. I went and there, while I was waiting for her, she was in, just getting ready to go into the meeting room. In walks this tall, dark and handsome guy. And it was my husband, Mike. So we made eye contact throughout the evening. He told his sister prior that he thought, oh, this would be a great place to go. It would be a good place to meet vulnerable women. <laughs> when he came in the door, he had a little newspaper clipping, and he asked if this was the New Beginnings group. And I said, yes, it is. And you just kind of know, you know. So I... Anyway, his marriage had ended about a year and a half before I met him. And I was kind of still seeing another person, but not really. But anyway, uh, yeah, we, we kind of made eye contact across the room when the meeting was going on about being a single person and dating and life and whatever. And then he asked me to go out for coffee. Uh, and I did. And then... Uh, it was a lunch date, 
at another restaurant and we did and then it was uh another date science north where we met each other's kids and eventually we got together and we had the twins so i was 35 uh i had, my son was 25 and i was 35 when i was pregnant with the twins uh i bought a house mike moved in with me and my son and his other three kids moved in with us, and then his daughters moved out with their mother to be with their mother. But it was uh, an interesting years ahead that we uh, in, enjoyed, and uh, we're still together. Our twins will be 32, so it'll be 33 years we've been together, second marriage. And uh, there was never any downs. There was a few times things were kind of uh, difficult with life around us, but not with us. Uh, we truly love each other. And I remember before I met him, I was going for counseling at the at a church at Our Lady, Lady of Perpetual Help. And there was this elderly priest and Father Farrell. And he said, now, I did, I did some counseling with him after I left my former fiancé. And he said, now you go and sit in the church by yourself. And I thought, okay, I will. There's no one in here. It was dark. But I sat in the front pew. I always like to sit in the front pew. <laughs> and I sat there, and all of a sudden I heard, go home, take care of your husband. I will find uh, a sorry, go home, take care of your son, I will find you a husband. And it's, I looked around and I thought, was that, who's talking to me? Is the priest here? And there wasn't anyone talking to me physically, but I truly believe the voice I heard was a very grandfatherly-like voice, and I heard it in my mind. And I truly thought someone else was in the church with me. I thought it was the priest, but there wasn't anyone and it was so strange because two weeks later, I met my husband, Mike. So I truly believe that miracles happen. So he had, my husband had told me before he met me, he had a dream. He saw a tree with the initials MLJB and my maternal, my initial name was Joanne Beaudray. And he saw a woman with green eyes, and I have hazel green eyes. So he dreamt about me, but he didn't know he was to meet me, and I heard a voice tell me <laughs> that, just go home, take it easy, leave it in my hands, more or less, you know. And two weeks later is when I met Mike. My son, Brent, was eight years old, around that time, eight, nine years old. And we had gone on a, after we met Mike and my son met Mike, he, it was, I think, the sec second date that he said, can I call, to Mike, can I call you dad? And Mike said, sure. And ever since then, my son, who's now 41, still calls my, calls my husband dad, even though he has a good relationship with my ex-husband, Dan, uh, he still calls Mike dad. So he's very blessed. He has two dads. Uh, so, Anyway, uh, 
it's been 33 years. Our twins are 31 now. Brent's 41. Uh, the other kids are, everybody's doing well. Uh, we have 12 grandchildren, three great-grandchildren. It's a blended family, so there's been issues with things that have gone on. Uh, but that's kind of life. So getting back to my own family, uh, my mother's in a home. Uh, she never wanted to go there. I didn't place her there. So there's been... Uh, I, we're the Beaudray family with my five younger brothers. We all, we all kind of got along, but I was the only daughter. I moved out early. Uh, in my first apartment, I was 18 years old, maybe even 17, and um, had a little one bedroom. It wasn't even a bedroom. It was almost like a hole in the wall <laughs> kind of apartment with that kind of bedroom where you step up a block and then you're in this enclosure and it's that's where the bed is. But it was a little apartment on Ash Street uh, in Sudbury. So anyway, uh, that was my first apartment. But I saw my family often. I was close with my parents. and uh, But my brothers, you know, they, they got jobs with uh, Ontario Hydro. They moved away. Um, then I have two sets of brothers, three. And then 10 years later, my parents had two more. So uh, it was kind of like a a family where we'd see each other every couple of years. I saw the ones that lived in Sudbury more often, Robert and Pat, uh, but the others not as often because they all lived out of town. And for a while, for many years with Max's husband, I lived out of town. So we kind of stayed in touch, but not really. And uh, uh, unfortunately, with a lot of families, I always had the naive feeling that as you got older, families would get together, as what I saw living with my grandparents when her relative, her siblings came over. Uh, there was a lot, every weekend there was a party at the Dupuy house, uh, at the Millette house, and with the Dupuy relatives. And so there was always singing and dancing and drinking beer, talking about the Montreal Canadiens, smoking cigarettes, uh, talking about Pierre Trudeau. Uh, so the the thing was, you vote liberal for federal, you vote conservative for provincial. <laughs> and uh, my Uncle Bob would talk about being in the Second World War and and different things like that. And they're very, you know, the relatives from Quebec would love to argue about politics and everything and it was all in fun there was no uh, hatred or no big arguments or anything like that so it was all in fun but anyway uh, not so with my own family I was always my mother's POA and her executor my dad's uh, at one time I was both my parents and then when my dad passed away my mother asked me to be her POA and executor of which I said, definitely, I will take care of you. And then, uh, but then there was a power struggle. So that's when our family, since 2000, end of 2014 and 2015, became a family where uh, there was a lot of divisiveness and actual hatred and bullying. And, and I became very, 
upset over all of this and it really affected my mother. So at this point, she is still in uh, a facility. Uh, she didn't want to go there. I am no longer her POA. Uh, I'll get into all of that later in another podcast. But uh, my brothers are, and we weren't invited to the family meeting at the hospital when a decision was made or asked by the doctors who here would like to take care of her. So I wasn't able to offer but I remember before when my mother wanted me to be her POA, she made me and Mike promise to take care of her, and she never wanted to be in any of those facilities. But unfortunately, she was led to believe other things and revoked me, and uh, she went with her two sons, and of course, when she became not able to care for herself, then they took over and brought her to somewhere else. So... It's been a, a long haul with uh, with all of that. Anyway, at uh, 66 years old now, I thought, well, I'll try something new. Uh, you could probably hear my husband singing <laughs> downstairs. It's hard for him to not sing. <laughs> he sings every day. He And there goes my clock. He sings every day. He loves to sing and perform. Uh, for his birthday on the weekend, we performed at LaSalle Residence. And uh, we're, it's a facility where other residents are, uh, where elderly residents are. And he, he sang, and her daughter Chanel sang with him, which was great. So anyway, uh Yes, yeah, so he likes to sing for uh, for other people. So uh, if you would like to hear more, uh, I do want to talk about a variety of issues, aging, empty nesting, family, discord, uh, when parents get elderly, what happens, um, illnesses, uh, life in general. Uh, so... I will also read some of my published stories. I'm a writer. I'm published photographer, published writer. I did modeling. I did some acting. So I'm going to touch a little bit on in all of these things. My podcast will be about 30 minutes in length each time. If you'd like to support me, uh, you may send me an email. And my email address is j for Joanne M. For Mike, B for Brent, J for Jessica, C for Chanel, at uh, at eight number eight. There's eight in our family. J M B J C eight at hotmail dot com, and you're welcome to if you wish to support or uh, support me in continuing this podcast, uh, and. Uh, improving my materials <laughs> to use for this podcast, I would really appreciate that. As we are on pension, and uh, that's another topic I'd like to talk about, is uh, just being on pension and inflation and, and all of that that goes along with it. So uh, you're welcome to check me out on Facebook, uh, Joanne LaRock. There's a picture of me modeling at a fashion show I did. Uh, in my six, I think I was 64 at the time. I, it was one of the last fashion shows I did as a model. I still loved it. Uh, 
Also, I had scoliosis when I was 15, and I'll talk about that somewhere down the line. And uh, But that didn't stop me from, from modeling. And then with thyroid cancer, I ended up with another scar. And then I recently had open-heart surgery to replace a faulty aortic heart valve. So, uh, yeah. And then there's another thing coming up where they think I might have rheumatoid arthritis. So health issues have always kind of plagued me, but um, try not to let them overtake me. And I try to get up each day and have faith in God and uh, do what I can to just kind of keep busy every day and keep moving forward. It's difficult, though, some days. Uh, and there's, uh, like everybody, there's uh, things we're really happy about in our lives and things that have happened to us that still come up in our dreams and make us feel sad. So I like to talk about that too, and mental health, uh, mental health for people, how uh, mental health plays a huge part in our lives and with our, our children and our family around us. So that will be another thing. Besides trying to keep positive, and, and like I said, I'll read my stories, my poetry. Uh, my husband and I are both songwriters, so we have recorded uh, eight songs with, with my husband, Mike, being the lead vocalist. Um, I'm more the songwriter, too, so I don't sing. I like to sing, but uh, I don't... <laughs> Uh, and but I have sang a little bit. Uh, we did a kid's song, Alligator Tears. My husband and I have uh, recorded eight songs. One of them was uh, Pretty Pictures, which is a beautiful ballad in uh, towards my father. Uh, and when he had uh, Parkinson's and dementia, and then one time he looked at his uh, wedding picture of him and my mother, and stopped and looked and said pretty pictures so anyway uh, and then with my daughter Chanel LaRock uh, she recorded a song I wrote I Miss You and she also with her partner Brendan recorded a song Hippie Land all those songs are uh, streaming right now uh, under Mike LaRock or LaRock Country or Chanel for Chanel LaRock you can just look for them if you are on any of the streaming platforms. So anyway, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Uh, There is background noise. It's not perfectly quiet. My husband's doing his own little concert downstairs, so you hear him. (laughs) Even though he said I'm doing a podcast, he just forgets and sings out his heart. So if it makes you laugh a little bit in the background that you hear someone singing away, and that's good. So I, I like they say, music makes a person happy. And singing, dancing, uh, it just raises the endorphins in the person, and it just makes you happy. Anyway, I'm going to sign off right now. Uh, again, if you want to reach me, uh, my email address is jmbjc8 at hotmail.com. And I hope you listen to my other podcasts. And if you are a sponsor, please again uh, email me 
or you could reach me on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, and I look forward to hearing from you. If you have any other suggestions, please let me know. Uh, and someday when I get more a little bit tech savvy here with my recording material, I'll, uh, I'd love to interview any of you people that would be interested to be interviewed. I'd love to hear your stories and uh, life lessons and so on. So take care and we'll talk to you again.